0: Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Vitamin D Podcast. I am your host, Dawn Day, here to be, I like to say, a light worker. Um, just here to shed some light into your life, ensure that you get excited about your life and understand the importance of living in life on purpose and for a purpose. Because, you know, Vitamin D is all about shedding light. And here's the thing with vitamin D. Wow, it's all about motivating and inspiring, it's also about cutting the light on. And when you cut the light on, you realize you're going to see some good stuff and the bad stuff. And this is not a podcast where we're just going to focus on just all the good stuff, everything that smells like roses and um, looks like butterflies. But we're going to get in the gook because when we talk about the light, if you think about it like a diamond, the the reason why that diamond is so beautiful And why it shines the way it does is because the light starts to reflect off of every cut and every piece of it. And if we relate it to ourselves, rather than hiding things that, you know, may not be picture perfect, but to be transparent with self, that light that shines in, it will just keep reflecting. And see, if we try to cover these things up, what happens is, is that it gets swallowed in it's just... Suffocates into a dark shadow. And I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I'm just trying to illuminate. It. I'm just trying to shine. I'm just airing out. I'm clearing out in this season. What about you? What has been your mo for 2021? You know, it's February already. What's going on? And it's just a checkpoint, no pressure, but just something to think about. Because um, that's what the light is. The light is to see. So. I guess I'm looking in and I'm checking in with myself as we go into the second month and you know, this season is always a little iffy for me and I usually, I kind of forget until I realize that my body is remembering and it was this month, what is it, 2021, it was this month, what, nine years ago that my mother died. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that, uh, you know, I've been working on prepping of what I want to talk about in the podcast, as far as mentioning my mom, you know, how I want to place it. And I still don't know how, but I guess I had a remember a memory pop up on uh, Facebook. It was a post I put up and I'm going to go to it right now. It was it popped up on Facebook as a memory way back. And it said 2012 and the memory stated I was like I'm excited about being the voice for uh, Black History Month you know what I'm saying and so I think about that and I just can't help but think about my mom because I remember when it was time for me to go back to Detroit because the doctors had said hey Dawn you need to get out here Hey, Dawn, you know, just whatever you need to do, make sure you get out here. And I was so excited um, to tell her. So here, here's the post from February 7th, 2012. I just had a surreal moment. I just why I wanted the Beyonce vignette. I voiced for Music Choice. Yes, I am the network's voice for Black History Month. Hashtag humble. And that's when I lived in New York. I say all that because I remember in that point of joy I was so excited and it wasn't until whichever day this was uh, 2012 that following weekend I was heading to Detroit to go see my mom and you know my body remembers it because it was so traumatic because we're about to do, we're about to step into the whole season of Whitney's anniversary and um, you know, I guess my whole point of just mentioning this is that when we're doing check-in and self, it's always gonna be something here in this moment. On February 7th, I had no idea that in a couple of weeks my mother was going to be dead, deceased, gone from this earth. 25-year-old Dawn was not going to have her mother anymore, didn't know that. So check in with yourself living life on purpose and for a purpose, and who knows, you know, these couple episodes this month, I might dive in and just really get into that story. I'm still figuring it out, but that's what my check-in is at. So, <laughs> if you <laughs> just tune into Vitamin D, welcome. That's what the podcast is about. It's about shedding the light. And while oftentimes I'll come in with a guest, there are other times that, uh, you know, I'll read an advice letter. And if you've been listening, you'll see that we've added some quick doses during the week. And quick doses are kind of like what Vitamin D first started out as. It was like a minute splurge and I will use the lyrics of popular music and intertwine into a motivational message. Yeah. That was vitamin D. I mean, it still is vitamin D, but because I wanted to make sure I revived the spirit of vitamin D, I went ahead and you can catch those on a Wednesday and Friday or whenever because it's it's accessible to you, wherever, on whichever platform. You know, you can't contain the light because the light just shines, okay? So make sure you check that out. And, um... This episode is going to be about advice letters So you guys have written in We've solicited out To submit any advice letters Any questions or any inquiries about vitamin D To vitamin D At dawndayspeaks.com So on these advice letters People write in About love, about relationships About their career About anything that's plaguing them They'd like some advice From me so That's what we do And I want to say this, as I say on each advice letter episode, okay? I'm going to keep it real with you, okay? Just as though fire can keep you warm, it can burn you. I say all that to say is that all of it is meant for good. It may come out in a way that may seem harsh or not so kindly or quote unquote vitamin D, airy, soft, lovely like, but... Understand that just like a yin and a yang, that's part of the vitamin D too. So I keep it real, unfiltered, okay? And um, I had a chance to glance over the letters a little bit because I always like to familiarize myself. And, uh, you know, I hope to share, hopefully, I can share some of the things that I've experienced in my life as I give this advice because uh, we gotta keep it real. <laughs> we gotta keep it real yo that's that should be the deal from today moving forward keeping it real more importantly with yourself because that's who you got to live with okay all right so uh without further ado it's time for your dose of doses of vitamin d get your vitamin d right here with me and get excited about your life all right y'all um here's the first letter a subject. How should I ask for a raise? Dear Dawn, I've been within my company for nearly five years and in my current role as a project manager for nearly one year. I live in the UK, by the way. After doing a lot of research on websites like Lastdoor, I've come to realize my salary so far is less than average of my particular role in my region. I knew I was underpaid anyway, as there seems to be a lot of secrecy around the subject and being unable to talk about salaries with my peers on the same level. The offices have been open throughout the whole pandemic. Anyway, I pulled my boss into a room and asked for a pay raise the best way I could. His response was that I've been in the company role long enough and my work is good enough to start thinking about it. However, this was over two weeks ago and I have yet to hear anything from the conversation. I'm struggling to work out at what point I should ask, send a reminder about it, and even what to say, or if I should say anything at all. My life is progressing quite rapidly as a mid-twenties man, and extra pay is verging on needed rather than wanted. What can I do? Hello? You better know yourself and know your worth. That means you got to speak up. You know, um... I remember years ago, I came across this quote, this picture, and uh, it was an image of clothing. And it says, get off the clearance rack and get behind the glass where the valuables are. Hello? You usually find the fine things in life behind the glass because it kind of needs that protection. Nothing to block the view of it, but just to add an extra shield of protection. You know, I always think of diamonds and, you know, when we talk about vitamin D, I always think about the light and the diamond. So that's what I say to you. Now, here's the thing, what I want, I want to appreciate you for, for writing this in because there's some awakening going on and, you know, congratulations for you for even stepping forth and, and, and confronting your boss, or I shouldn't say confronting, but pulling your boss aside to say, hey, I need to be compensated for my worth. And, and the thing that I really think this is promising is because your boss <laughs> didn't say no. Your boss just said, Okay, but you have to do the follow-up. See, when we want things out of life, you can't ask or expect somebody to demand of you to want the best for yourself. You can't expect or ask or demand that somebody wants you to have a best life. You have to walk in a situation of knowing your worth, knowing your value so people can treat you as such. And you have to understand it and to keep it real with yourself. Here's the thing too. One of the first things that I would say is get your numbers in order. You know, because you can say, hey, I deserve this. But now it's time to use the business protocol and write it and make it plain. We hear biblically speaking, write the vision and make it plain. You need to write your efforts, what you do and make it plain. I myself have been in similar situations and going through that right now. It comes down to the point where, you know, your work. And you can see that if you still been in your position and you're still getting accolades and praising for your work. Now it's time to get the numbers down because either you're going to get these numbers down for this job or you're going to be preparing yourself for the next job. But here's the thing. You got to move. And just like I talk about on vitamin D and just like we talk about light, it being an energy source. You're not meant to just stay in the same position because that's functioning. And we're not about functioning here. I don't say function your best life. I say live your best life. And that's going to cause you to have to get some things in order, you know, Um, but it's going to be about what you're ready. You're going to have to get those pieces. But I don't think there's anything wrong with following up. I think you could definitely do a peek in. But I think more importantly, get your ducks in order, even though ducks don't (laughs) walk in order. As Jay and three Brown told me, but I mean to say is get down what you've done, how long you've been there. And what do you feel that you should be compensated for? Because if I'm looking, I'm giving you my money, you can say, hey, I want some more money, Dawn, but show me what have you done so that I can see it. Because I imagine what your boss is probably over, maybe a dozen or more other employees. It's not that they don't value that. They just might be busy. So I'd say you get everything written out, but um, don't sit there and be quiet about it. Because Drake said it, know yourself, know know your worth. Get off the clearance rack and get behind the glass where the valuables are. Hello? Closed mouths don't get fed. I don't know how many other ways um, I can say it. Get rich or die trying. Um, Scare money don't make no money. Um, Hashtag get money. Hashtag speak up for yourself and do what you got to do. Okay? But um, good for you for speaking up and taking that first step. And look at you. If you're in your mid-20s now, okay, If you're in your mid-20s now and you're able to pull your boss aside, imagine when you get to your late 20s and then when you get to your 30s, then mid-30s. And I know, oh, it sounds scary with the age, but I say all that to say it's the growth because now you may be negotiating, what, 3,000, 5,000, 10,000. The next time it's going to be more stakes on the line. It's going to be more about more vacation days, what those bonuses are going to look like. Start acting as if you already are. You already said you're not in the whole, you know, you're in a situation of acquiring the life that you want, you know? So I want you to have the best. and want that for yourself too, okay? All right. Let's go on to the second letter. Subject, feel too stressed to think. Dear Dawn, I am usually a very chill, laid back guy. Since last January, I slowly but surely became more toxic and stressed out over time. It began when my father was inches away from death due to kidney failure. I was devastated. They told me a transplant might be needed. He somehow miraculously got better in February, but I remained stressed. Then it all went downhill with the corona lockdown. During it, I was extremely stressed because it was my last year of medical school and no one knew what would happen or if we would need to go out into the field. Also, it was amplified by the past events with my father and the isolation of lockdown itself. Things ended up going smoothly and I'm now working on my residency, but I remain extremely stressed. I try to relax, but I just can't stop thinking about all the suffering that people are going through and how my father is super high risk and how I'm unable to see him. So after months of this, it is taking a very big toll on my relationships. I've been snappy with my girlfriend. I haven't spoken to my friends in weeks. I rarely even call my dad. I just don't know how to stop the downward spout or find the light in my life. Is there anything you think I should try? Hello, young man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for saying that um, I'm not okay and I'm here to tell you that it's okay not to be okay. Because oftentimes, you know, people get so used to not being okay that it becomes their norm. And they start to observe everything that you said, but rather than saying, hey, is there something I can do or I should try? They kind of just wallow in it. So one of the first things I'd say, definitely put your feelers out there, open up your mind to see a therapist because you can have, you know, friends and you can listen to motivational tapes, you can meditate, you can listen to music, but... I think sometimes it takes somebody skilled in that area that can really give you the advice and the viewpoint that you really can need. But in the interim, or not but, let's do an and because this is something in addition to, right? Keep asking yourself these questions. Keep taking note of the times that you aren't feeling okay and when they're happening and start to write. Write it down because um, it's something different. You know, I've talked about this before. I've talked about how the importance of uh, writing the vision and and making it plain. I talked about how you have to be sure to have the communication with your spirit mind and your physical mind. And the whole idea is, is that you have to realize you're a physical being having a spiritual experience. And with that being said is that While you may have these feelings, but are you physically being aware? And sometimes it takes for you to see it, to catch it. So as you're going through these feelings, write down your feelings so you can see what it is. So you can see at what point you're feeling this. And therefore, you can start to have the dialogue with yourself. And then what is it that you wish you did have? Because if you keep being in this dark situation, the very moment that got you in the shock about your dad, could be the very results of you not seeing him. What do I mean by that? Well, you just said that back in February or January of last year, you you had a, a scary bout with your dad, right? And you weren't necessarily um, sure of how things were going to turn out. Because if you're not careful right now, what you're going to realize is that you're going to miss all the moment with your dad. And if anything, anything, because I can relate to this. My God, not having a parent there. So I know exactly with the trauma that you went through, the fact, the idea of not knowing. I mean, I live in California. and We have earthquakes. Now, I'm cool with them now as far as like I'm not tripping, but it is literally the earth shaking beneath your feet and everything around you, which lets you know you have control of nothing. So I can imagine When you said like, hey, Dawn, my dad was inches away from death due to kidney failure. That is like your whole world is being rocked. And if you think that's not something to take serious, who do you think that you are? And how dare you not treat yourself with grace? Huh? Nobody's perfect. So when I say that. Treat yourself with grace as such, because if you're in a situation that think that everything is supposed to be okay, when well, you almost lost the man that brought you into this world, the, one of the earliest representations of a man, a, a, a figure in your life. And, you know, here's the thing We get to this whole part of sometimes functioning That goes back to the functioning thing Where we start to ignore things And you just start to move about in life And this whole functioning You don't even realize all the rough bumps that you're hitting Just because you've chosen not to get to the heart of the matter But see, for you, I appreciate it Because this guy that's all chill and laid back You're noticing a difference with how you feel And here's the thing If you don't say anything If you don't get the help that you need you can lose everything. When you're stressed out, that attacks your health. You know, I, I mentioned this before on a podcast episode, but I remember when I was on Let's Make a Deal and I talked to this nurse and um, we had me mention about cancer and we were just talking about different diseases and what people die of. And I spoke about my mom and I was like, wow, you know, my mom died of uh, cancer. And then she said, hey, you know why A lot of people feel as though that it is, um, Cancer or different diseases that people, or cancer, I should say, rather. She said, while a lot of people think that cancer, she said, do you know the number one reason or the cause of death is stress? You can't afford to stress. And remember, stress is the whole thing that blocks things. See, stress is pressure. Now, there are some instances where pressure applied can make diamonds, right? But this ain't the time of pressure or stress that you need because you're not ha- you don't have the ability to grow, you don't have the ability to move. So this stress is going to knock you in your health, your sanity, everything that you built up to do the residency. You thought that the coronavirus was going to get in the way. How about you uh, dealing with the anxiety virus getting in the way, the stress virus getting in the way. Then you're talking about how you're working on this uh, residency. How are you going to be focused if you're play- your, your 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 mind is racked? And if that's happening at work, you're even saying that this is happening with your uh, friends and even with your girlfriend. Don't let that mess up your home. And, and then, like I want to just circle back, you saying you rarely even call your dad. You went from one moment, a feeling with life would be shocked and how your world would be rocked of not having him in your life. He's still here right now and you're unable to call him. As someone who cannot call their mother or their father, I suggest that you would get the support that you need because if you think it's hard now, imagine when you can't pick up the phone. You can't because something is saying in you that you need to work through to pick up the phone to call. But what about when you physically can't? So yes, get a therapist. Do not let your world go down. Do not feel like you got to be Superman that you got it all, have it all together. Remember there's strength and vulnerability. You got to let it flow. It's nothing different than a water. It's something that can give life and drown you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Water can give you life and it can take it away. It doesn't take away the beauty of it. But I say to you, don't let this drown you. Take a sip of life by stepping into the light. Step into the life by seeing the therapist. Step into the light by doing the journaling. Step into the light by raising your hand and saying, I'm not okay. And you started it with me. But make sure you do it at home to do a check-in with self. Check-in with self. You know, vitamin D is about self. As selfish as it might sound, vitamin D is about self because you realize that when you treat yourself with such, that light that you allow the light to shine in you, it, it shines out to others. And that's what it's about, that synergy. So I would definitely recommend to go see a therapist. You know, um, you don't know how, how much time we have left on this earth and you want to make sure that you value each moment. Life is too short to be stressed out. Life is too short to be not be enjoyed. So make sure you you get that first and foremost, okay? Okay, let's move on to the next letter. Subject, he's romantic but confusing. Dear Dawn, I'm 26, living in Fresno, and I met this guy through online dating. He's 25 and has a decent job. So all the things considered, I figured why not? who knows what could happen on the first date about two months ago we went to a cafe and it was pretty great we talked a lot and really hit it off he let me know he wasn't looking for anything serious and I wasn't really either so I thought it was a good match because of the pandemic the following dates were at my place since he lives with his parents he'd always come over make some small talk have sex watch a movie and then go for a second round sounds nice right the thing is, I've had some friends with benefits before and none of them were so caring. With the others, we were really friends in every sense of the word. The difference is that we added sex, but we didn't cuddle, kiss goodbye, or were romantic with each other. Even if we spent the night together at one of our houses, this guy is different. He's always kissing me, cuddling me, feeding me, et cetera. At the same time, he's not much of a talker. Since he doesn't treat me like a friend with benefit. But as a romantic relationship, my brain gets confused because when I try to share about my life, he doesn't have a follow up questions or share much about his life. My issue is the mixed signals. I'm fine with it being what it is, but I also like to give it a chance if I knew if he was interested. I can't seem to read him and I'm afraid to catch feelings with all this romance. Should I ask him or is two months too early and I'm totally overthinking it? Girlfriend. You sound like you're getting digmatized. Now, here's the thing. It's interesting. We got a, little, a couple of things I want to unpack in this letter. But first and foremost, you're saying, hey, Dawn, I'm getting confused. I'm messing around with this dude. He's real romantic. Oh, I'm looking for something more. But I'm looking at what you wrote. And you said on the first date about two months ago, we went to a cafe, you talked, uh, talked, and you really hit it off, and he said that he wasn't looking for anything serious. That is the answer right there. He told you from the get-go, I'm not looking for anything serious now. You said, okay, the pandemic happened, and, and now that you guys had to make it an indoor situation, Right. So now just as on a date, I guess maybe if y'all were to go out to a restaurant, you had your little small talk, then, you know, go home, get it in, bop, bop. Now everything is happening at the house. So it's like small talk, bop, bop, you know, let's rejuvenate, you know, might get a snack, watch a movie and then bop, pop again. But you're saying that things are different because he is romantic. You know, he might actually give you into the foreplay. Now, I'm not sure what you're defining as like a relationship, but I imagine ideally for a relationship that I'm looking for. I'm looking for a best friend that I can add on to the intimate aspect. And that best friend is somebody that I laugh with, somebody I have fun with. Somebody I share my intimate, darkest secrets with. Um, somebody that is checking for me, asking me what's going on, asking me what I want, want to attend to me. This brother is not doing that. And it's interesting that you're falling for him more when you've had the situation with your friends. where you have the moment to chitty chat. When you have the moment to share those, you know, those the things that makes a, a friendship special on top of being attracted to one another. I think what you first need to realize is that this brother said that he does not want that. And sometimes I think we can get in a situation of creating a world that we desire. And oftentimes it comes with a bit of a smoke or mirrors, kind of like an illusion. Um And I think that may be going on because when you're telling me that he is not asking about you, he's not doing the follow-up questions and he's not sharing, that sounds like that's a boundary. And I think if anything, you need to do a check-in with yourself to see what exactly did you sign up for? Because again, on the first date, he said, I'm not looking for anything serious. Another thing I'd say this, you might have to step away from this situation completely because... Life isn't just black and white. So it's not like you're going to say, oh, I don't want anything more and you're not going to still slowly fall in love or, you know, romanticize it by the idea of being with him. What do I mean by that? So, oh, he's going to be cuddling with you and you're going to be imagining a relationship and he's saying no. Now, as far as with myself, I've had a similar situation like this. Not necessarily just a friend with benefits, one of my best friends for years. And we've crossed the line. And as we've gotten older, you know, um, We spend time with one another, just hanging out as friends. And I'd say probably I've had more intimate moments as far as us cuddling, us chatting, us being with each other than I would imagine engaging in any type of physical relations with one another. So I think it's important to be clear on what it is that you're looking for when you're talking about a relationship. Because you can get you a gigolo. You know, they can bring out the rose petals. They can bring out the oil. They can bring out the scents, the candles, all the smell goods. Uh, rub you down, cuddle on you, kiss you, and leave you the next day. And not have to ask anything. You may not even have to know their real name. So with this man, he's telling me, I'm not giving you that. So sister girl, you're going to have to see that. You know? And, and, you know, you came in they're all frivolous. And I think that sometimes when we tell ourselves situations like, this is what we want, but secretly you want something alternative. So if you're going to ask me, like, what you should do, you need to totally step out of it. Because are you overthinking it? I think so. Because he said that's not what he wants. And you're 26. You know, it's still an age where you're having fun, but I think you need to exercise on being clear what it is you want. And... And I'm not even talking about being clear with him. I'm talking about being clear with yourself. Because you're talking about that you don't want a relationship, but everything you're asking for is in this relationship. What do you want, baby girl? But if you stay alone with him, he's going to be wearing you out. Okay? And you're going to have to keep it real. And it might be uncomfortable because it may say, hey, you actually do want a relationship rather than just having fun. And I would say, and I'm not in the sense of judging, but just in a way of just keeping in mind What do you want out of a relationship? Do you want that friendship that you can build upon and start a foundation with? Or do you want to kiss, kiss, hit it and quit it I don't care what you're doing with your life or anything like that. I don't know if he has to spell it out for you. I think you just need to receive it, okay? I'm not trying to be, you know, shady or anything like that. Um, I just want you to know what you signed up for, okay? All right. Let's go on to the next letter, please. Uh, Subject Husband won't change relationship status Should I get a divorce? Oh, okay Um, Hey Dawn So I need some advice on something that may seem small After 38 years on this earth I still can't tell if I'm making a big deal out of things Ha 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 Anyway I want my husband to put married on his Facebook account instead of saying single. His Facebook always said married. We have been married for three years now. But then he lost his Facebook and made a different one. Well, I looked at this new one a few weeks ago and it didn't say his relationship status on there. I didn't say anything or make a big deal of it. Fast forward to earlier this morning, I checked again. And this time the relationship status is there, but it says single. When I confronted him about it, he raged at me, called me insecure, and told me to grow up. I walked out when he started yelling at me to defuse the argument, which didn't help the situation. It's like every time I express my true, honest feelings, he gets angry at me and defensive. I don't know why. He's had a problem of talking sexually to all kinds of different women over the past few years behind my back, asking them for nudes, and has told females my wife doesn't mind, when in fact, I never said that. I made it pretty clear that I do mind And I don't appreciate him speaking to females Especially sexually behind my back So I'm really about done with this ass What are your thoughts though? I can break out because I have my own money and business But with everything going on Do I need to add stress of a divorce to it? We live in a rural Washington too So it's a small town And I'm worried that it'd be hard to avoid him. Is this too small a thing to blow my life up over? Girl, your life is already blown up. And what I mean by that is that the spot is blown up. You know only a hot kettle screams, right? What I mean by that, you hit a pressure point. I don't know if it's just with yourself, but I know it's doggone sure with your husband. And what I'm saying is that you attack something that's the truth. You talking about some, are you, you uh, making a big deal or is this something you should blow over? First of all, you 38, okay? You got into this relationship good and grown. Three years into this relationship, you still good and grown. Your mama ain't raised no fool. Your daddy ain't raised no fool. Your grandma, your auntie, your grandpa, whoever you grew up, they did not raise no fool. Now, your husband has a history of infidelity or entertain the idea of infidelity. You never said whether or not he slept around, but who knows? Hey, but you have idea and you have proof. You have prior history knowledge of him putting the bait out there. Now here we are in a similar situation and you are saying you do not appreciate the fact that his status says single. Well, I don't know if I'm tripping, but Based on the past history and the fact that at one point he did say married, that never stopped him from dipping out. So what your? what are we really concerned about? Are we concerned about what this um, status says or are we concerned about the lack of trust that you may have in your marriage? Because say if he does change the status, what does that change the underlying? Because it sounds like that's that's the real root of everything underneath. Because it never stopped before, right? So when you are writing in and I'm reading this letter, I need to know what is the argument that you're placing. Now you said like, hey, Dawn, I'm good. I got money. I can get out, you know? And I get it. It's a small town, but there's plenty fish in the sea. Even Baskin Robbins got 31 flavors. So what is it? Are you in a situation where you don't think that you can find somebody else? But just like I said on the earlier, the very first letter, get off the clearance rack and get behind the glass where the valuables are because right now, sis, I'm not sure that you are valuing yourself. Because now you in a situation Well, you think that this may be something that's too small about the comfortability of home. Now, they say home is where the heart is. Home is where you feel safe. Even possibly when you were younger or your parents or your grandparents could tell you when the streetlights came on. That means you had to go home because you were covered and you're safe. You are telling me right now that I'm not sure you feel safe in your marriage. Because you're concerned about the fact of a status on a Facebook which is underlining or which is covering the underlining concern as to whether or not your husband is faithful. Now, I said earlier on, only a hot kettle screams. Now, your your husband kind of did an outlash like, oh my gosh, you're tripping. I'm not changing the status. I don't think that there should be a... A situation? Cause I can imagine this could be like a gaslighting situation. Like you're tripping because I haven't changed the status and this something this small. And it's like, well, brother man, based on the history of it, you've been known around a step around. But what boils down underneath it all, sis, underneath it all, is that you don't trust your husband. How do you have a relationship without trust? Because where there's trust, there's communication. Where there's communication, there's understanding. Where there's understanding, there is a mode of receiving one another. And uh, it sounds like uh, you guys have a situation of uh, because and not receiving, that's causing a lot of insecurity. And, you know, him getting all rage... I'm not sure that's showing a lot of growth. And, and here's another thing. Let's be clear. You know, he got all hyped up like the pot, yelling, bop, bye ba, boom, boom. And you walked out to quote unquote, diffuse the situation. I kind of said this quite a few times before. How you do anything is how you'll do everything. So what you gonna get in the habit of keep walking out situations when it gets too hot? When the volume gets turned up too much? no. Because you got to learn how to communicate. Remember, this is a two-way street. And if you imagine, what's, this is a Facebook status, right? So what happens if he gets a trainer and start working out? What happens if he's working? He wants to go get a drink with the buddies or for his coworkers. What happens? Remember, this is a, a building a block effect. You know, it's like Jenga. Don't expect the foundation to only have one block and not expect things to be wobbly. Because in a minute you're going to be yelling Timber Sis Don't be talking about something If you're going to have something blowing up girl It's already blown up And and here's another thing Your thing is talking about Blowing your life over About the fact of avoiding him Throughout the city or the state of Washington How you going to avoid him in your own home Why don't you Let's get home together Cause it's more than just this Facebook status. So let's just be honest and let's be real with that, okay? So is it too small? No, I think that there probably needs to be some therapy, and I say that it's some communication. And um, I can't judge on how your relationship to go, but I can say from Dawn's point of view, I would not feel comfortable being in a relationship with somebody that I one cannot um, communicate with about things that make me feel uncomfortable. And two, if I constantly feel like I have to deal with the fact of whether or not you're stepping out on me without dealing with it. I'm not saying that you can't work through it. I'm saying you're gonna have to deal with it. And that's why I suggest you get counseling on this, okay? Thank you for writing in though. And uh, get home in order. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, next one, subject. Young and with a good job, but something's missing. Dear Dawn, so I'm 29 years old, currently doing some industrial work that I started at right out of high school. It has a lot of perks. I make $21 an hour with room to advance, get two weeks time off every year, along with sick time, a generous retirement plan and dental, medical and optical insurance. Thing is... I don't like my job. I don't like where I live. I feel like I have an unsatisfactory life. I've been debating where to go, what to do, but I always get caught up in the fear of doing so. I've already got a year's worth of college credits under my belt and a fair bit of savings. I've thrown around the idea of getting my degree. I've got friends in other states who have offered me jobs. I'm scared, but I'm not sure what. I'm confident in my work ethic and my ability to keep a job. Maybe it's arrogance, but... I believe wherever I'll go, I'll be able to make a life for myself. But I keep finding myself hesitant to make a decision. I don't want to jeopardize my future. Someday I want a family and I desire to provide for them amenities I never had. And I actually have a secret dream to get into voice acting. One of my friends who works in the audio recording told me I have a good voice. And while I never want to be in front of the camera, I could put my voice to something. But that's such a crap shot. Is it worth risking my other desires to pursue that? Even part-time? I don't know. Considering that you are kind of doing the same thing, I wanted to know your thoughts on my situation. Thanks. Hello, young man. Okay. Get your vitamin D right here with me and get excited about your life and get excited about your life. I said, and get excited about your life. Huh. Um, okay, first of all, thank you so much. Thank you for so much for writing in. I appreciate you. You lost me when you said, I don't like my job. You lost me when you said, I don't like where I live. You lost me when you said, I feel like I have an unsatisfactory life. You lost me because I'm waiting on you to find you. Hmm. The piece that's missing is you. Young and with a good job, but something's missing. The piece that's missing is you. You got to find your way back. It's easy. I get it. You got in a situation and I'm sure working, you know, out there in this industrial job. You know, I imagine it's full of labor. You get, you got your money. Everything looks good, right? But when something is not working based on the life that you've envisioned for yourself, it's time to make an adjustment. It's time to make a pivot, okay? Now, here's a prime example. When I'm like, wow, you're not being honest with yourself. Here's the thing. If you're not going to keep it real with yourself, I'm going to have to keep it real with you. Because... Here's the thing. You say you're confident in your skill set as far as your worth ethic and the ability to do. That's a lie. And I know that sounded harsh and I don't mean that to sound harsh, but I'm just saying you're not being honest. You can't say that you're confident in your worth ethic and your ability to keep a job. Because if you were, you would go out there and take a chance on yourself. Can you imagine A bird being afraid to fly because it thinks it can fall. It was designed to fly. You are designed to pursue your dreams. To live your best life, not by accident, but on purpose. Not for a reason, but for a purpose. Not for a season, but for a purpose. Live life on purpose and for a purpose. And just like I said with vitamin D, it's about shedding light, cutting on the light for the good and the bad. Let's cut on the lights about the situation, talking about you got uh, ability to keep a job and, oh, you know, your work ethic is what you got confidence in because you don't. And I appreciate the fact that you're admitting that you are scared. And I think it's beautiful of not knowing because of what? Because if you think about it, I've talked about it before. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is false evidence appearing real. This illusion, it's like being in a dark wilderness, like the valley of death, and you can't see but here's the thing, we have our valley of death all around us and the only way that we can see is following our intuition. Your intuition is speaking out to you to say that there's more. Here's the thing Sometimes I I believe in God But there are signals There's energies that are put out to you There are signs That you have somebody saying Hey, you got something You didn't say somebody random off the street You said your homie that works in the voice recording realm You even said that you've expressed interest If even entertaining the idea Why not go after it? Why not? Because you're scared But why you should is because Live a life that you can get up and get excited about Take a chance on yourself One thing about this life right now, you know you're going to die. But the thing that's so interesting, even with a verdict, a life sentence as such, you know how many people still choose not to live? Because they procrastinate. Because they make excuses. Because they like to be comfortable. Because it's easy. Because their parents told them. Because their spouse wouldn't allow them to. Because they didn't want to apply themselves. Come on. Take a chance. I'm telling you right now. Everything that I have been able to achieve, accomplish, experience has been based on the whole notion that Dawn took a chance on herself. Even when it came down to going to Howard University. You know, I took a chance on myself because when I applied, I did not get in. Didn't mean that I wasn't smart, I just didn't task well. So I had to show them my credits, got in, got accepted, graduated with honors, hosted the graduation, went out to New York, took a chance on myself on a fellowship that was only guaranteed three months. Those three months turned into five years of getting back to radio. Took a chance on myself to come to Los Angeles, California with no job. Starting from the bottom of not knowing anything or having anything, digital content producer for a nationally syndicated radio show in which I have a weekend segment in which I have a podcast featured on the show's website. So when you ask me about taking a chance on self, I'm going to tell you every time you better bid on yourself because you take a chance every time you walk out this house, get in your car, Get on the bus, get in the Uber, take a cab, get on the train, get on the bike, get on a scooter, that somebody else may not hit you. You take a chance every day that that may not be your last breath. So with these 48,600 seconds, what you gonna do, boo? You gonna take a chance on you? You are in a situation afraid to use your voice for money, but not realizing at one point in your life, your voice will cease to exist. Now, I am a firm believer of speaking life over self. I told you I got life tied in my mouth. You've probably seen on some of the episodes. I've shown some guests and they've been like, wow, because you got to speak it over yourself. And here is a way of exchanging energy of your life and what you, you describe it as a crap shot. I'm a little insulted by that. Because nothing is a crap shot when you're talking about your dreams. I don't care how many people out there. Do you think that a snowflake, with how small it is, with all the intricate details, think that it's a crap shot that it will get noticed? Because collectively, they come together and they create mountains of snow. Create joy for people. So I'm saying that to you, don't diminish the ability of your snowflakeness. The ability of your beauty. Your ability to build, to grow, to become more To live life where you wake up and being excited about it You said you have a good voice And that's fine Everybody does not have to be in front of the camera Go out there and take a chance And you're talking about your future family This is what I want to say too How you do anything is how you'll do everything, right? You can't imagine to do a life, whether that life we're talking about a life of in a career, doing a life like that and then having a family and being able to do that life to your best ability. When you got this other aspect of your life that you do not like, you know, when I talk about vitamin D and I talk about joy, when I talk about life, I'd say we always want to give them a place of overflow. You're going to be in a situation if you decide to stay in this job and I'm already speaking it over you that you're not going to stay in this job because this is not where you want to be. And we're all about growing and changing. But even if you were, do you realize that you won't have the overflow to get to your family to provide those amenities? Because you won't have the joy to keep going. You won't have the momentum to keep orbiting at the speed that you can with the accuracy, with the creativity, with the energy. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be with somebody that's not enjoying their life. You know, I had to have this realization with myself. It's been coming to me here as of late. You know, stepping in this realm of being in a relationship, I was like, I got to be somebody that I want to be in a relationship with. And if you are not enjoying your job, who wants to be with somebody that don't enjoy their job? So you can come home every day complaining about what you don't want, what you don't like, how crampy you are, and how Annoyed you are So what happens when you want to have a family We have children What well, you going to be all crammy not, not wanting to play with the kids Not wanting to go on the family outing Too tired, too lethargic Boy, stop On your situation Start to explore other realms of employment You said that you got some knowledge on your belt Go ahead you said your worth ethic can get you there. Go and get that degree and see what else is possible. You know, maybe at one point you were forced into this because it seemed like that was the only way out. But now you got some sense. You done lived a little bit more. Let me back up. I'm not going to say you got some sense. You've lived a little bit more to know what it is that you don't want. So on sense, you got a sense of what it is that you want out of life. And guess what? This ain't it. You're 29 years old. You got so much life ahead of you. You better live while you're still alive. Yeah. Take a chance in the voiceovers. You can make a lot of money. Take note. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to this next letter and the last letter. Um, subject: How to be a good friend in trying times. Dear Dawn, my best friend was just diagnosed with cancer. We both are twenty-seven. I found out today the prognosis is good so far and he finds out more in the next few days. We had a short form conversation just acknowledging how bad the situation is and had a sad laugh about how typical it was for him to get cancer during a pandemic. Looking back, it was probably quite glib, but we've been through bad times together before and we definitely deal with it through humor. A mutual friend and I want to send him something, but I just don't know where to start. What's an appropriate gift in this instance? How can I be the best friend possible in this situation? I've gone back and listened to several episodes that touch on the subject, but I wanted to ask you, based on your personal experiences, any help is appreciated. I love that. Oh my gosh, I'm telling my age even more. We're just... Came to mind. I can hear it. The soundtrack waiting to exhale. Count on me. I will be there. A friendship that would never end with you. Okay. Um, oh my gosh. I appreciate your friendship with your friend. I've been on the instance of the friend that needed the support now with my mother being diagnosed and having cancer and what that was like because you really don't know what's going on. Haven't been in this situation, thank God, God willing, um, of receiving news on my own bill of health. But I will say that I've had friends or I have a friend that's dealing with this situation with another friend, um, a best friend. In the same situation of dealing with cancer. And I think the most important thing is to show up. And sometimes showing up is just being there it doesn't mean showing up presenting something. You know, I've heard, you know, on both sides, sometimes people want to acknowledge and make it a thing about the situation. Or sometimes people want to use an escape where I don't have to think about like for that one moment, let me forget that I have this dis-ease and let's just go back to what it was. So do I need you to send me a gift to remind me that I'm in this state? Maybe not. I love how you said that you guys have the good humor. So maybe it's just you being you and doing the same things that were because Here's the thing. When we talk about the life that we want, we got to act as if we already are. It doesn't mean being foolish in it, but it means, you know, to function, to live, to exercise thought, words, and action in the life that we live. So do I want necessarily, would I suggest, you know, coddling your friend as they're being sick? Maybe not. But perhaps just showing up and being there. You know, finding something to laugh about. And depending on what your friend's love language is, um, I have a friend now Uh, Whose friend is battling cancer And his friend is all about You know Really loves to have that Shout out of love and support So consistently on social media Constantly sending words of encouragement Posting up pictures Um, So I don't know if there's anything That you gotta get To give Other than yourself And While it is a moment If this makes sense Don't make it such a moment You know to start is just to be what you've always been. I mean, you said that you guys have been best friends and um, you said the prognosis is good. So do we need to, you know, harp on the bed? Give your friend time to talk about it. And that means allowing room and giving space. I've, I'm learning that, you know, because sometimes we can have the best intentions of trying to show up. But um, and we sign up for things that sometimes people didn't ask us to sign up for. So give some space. And be present, whether it be for a call to check in, just as if you usually would. Definitely having sensitivity towards if um, your friend is having a mood swing or going through a situation of a- agitation. Having grace in that situation, but just give space and be present. Don't make the thing the thing, if you know what I mean, okay? keep laughing and keep smiling like y'all usually do if anything get some pictures tell some jokes make it like it's like old times do something that makes it feel like old times it feels good do something that will give your friend a reason to want to feel that again cause that's what the fight is right not for you to give me some flowers or a teddy because, oh what was me or what I'm going through but give me something to fight for you know the sun gets up every day to rise. Okay? All right. Well, geez, I guess we finished with that. <laughs> I enjoyed these letters and I consistently enjoy them. Um, I hope that it was the value of what I said. And if anything, you know, you take away about um, being your authentic self and being true with self. And that's why I want to say shout out to every person that has written and each person that wrote a letter that I read today. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Thank you for reaching out. I said this, ooh episodes ago, I was talking about how it's not always about being the smartest, the best, the fastest, but necessarily having the resources to acquire that. And you know, one of the resources that you can use now, if you need an advice, write me a letter. Vitamin D at DawnDaySpeaks.com because we all can use a little support. We all can use another help. We all can use another second thought. And plus I could always use somebody to talk to. And that's why I enjoy you. So I hope that this was a good example of just some good advice about loving on self, showing your value of self, being real with self, be a true self. Remember, time waits for no one. So you better get out there and live your life. You know, this is Dawn Day with the Vitamin D Podcast. You know, we come every week, we'll have a new episode, and we have some sprinkling, some doses throughout the week. Let me speak to some of my life. I told y'all 2021 is going to be an add one season. I'm expecting expansion. I'm speaking this right now. Vitamin D is going to be a global movement. Um, vitamin D is will be how the world would know my name. Mark it down. We're taking this places. And yes, I can say this right now as I sit in my dining room in my place in Los Angeles, California, with this podcast to tell you, What's about to happen. And I'm walking in gratitude and I'm thanking it. And let me just say that I came across this post on um, IG Live, and this young lady was talking about being optimistic and showing up and in um, excitement. And she said, not going from a place of needing something or wanting, because that shows that you are lacking, but more so walking in the stance of just saying, Thank you, because gratitude about it already is. And when you walk in an expectancy, you don't walk because you don't have it. You walk because you've acquired it. And expectancy means you don't have it necessarily yet, but you're expecting it. Expect great things over your life. That's how you get it. You got to remember, if, if you can attract everything, right? If you're expecting To live your best life. If you're expecting to have the dream job, the beautiful home, the family, the the spouse, the career, expect it so you can attract it. If they say like attracts like, why isn't your mind liking the things that you desire? Why aren't you thinking about that? Why aren't you imagining what it feels like that? Even from the inside out, I implore you to do that on this journey of living your best life. And realizing, like I said on this journey, it's about the experience. Because guess what? There's rain in every rainbow. Okay? And just guess what? Sometimes you need that rain to give you life. Remember that. But don't wallow so much that you drown and it takes it away. That's the word for the day Alright, y'all know I can keep going But I gotta go So make sure um, you tell somebody To tell somebody else To tell somebody else about vitamin D Tell them it's a multivitamin Not just for your mind But for your body and soul Tell them that this podcast Is designed to get you excited about your life Tell them about this podcast Because you listen And you feel a little bit better about yourself Tell them about this podcast Because you know what all this like going around Somebody can deserve to get a little bit more, okay? Well that's it I'm Dawn Day if, if you could use Some more vitamin D Even after this podcast I want to implore That you follow me On social media At Dawn Day Speaks I want to hear from you um, Also If you would like To get some advice On a one on one I want you to hit me up Shoot me an email At vitamin D At dawndayspeaks.com I'm offering 10 30 minute Sessions for free The only requirement Is that you have to Write a review. Okay? So yes, you and I can talk one-on-one. Send the email to vitamin D at dawndayspeaks.com. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Um, that's it for this uh dose. And until next time, always remember, you are your greatest asset.